Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Cosmos Hub, Adam Zone, Episode 8, Stride, Round 2. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, Sid is running two minutes late, but uh, we can start because Aidan is already here. Today's topics is uh, Stride Zone uh, passing the proposal 794, which is uh, the first signaling proposal for Stride to start the onboarding phase for replicated security and the Atom Economy Zone. To start, welcome Aidan. It's uh, nice to see you for the first time here in the Atom Zone. And cool to see the community have a strong support for Stride. Hey, Rob. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here uh, and excited to be on the Atom Zone. This is my, my first time joining. Can you do uh, first a brief introduction about yourself for any cosmonaut that uh, still don't know you? Yeah, of course. Um, so hi, I'm I'm Aiden. I'm one of the co-founders of Stride. Um, we do uh, liquid staking for Cosmos. So today, Stride supports Atom, Osmo, Juno, Evmos, Luna, Injective, and Stars. And uh, SC Umi is going to launch in a couple days. So Soon, Stride will have eight liquid staking tokens in the Cosmos. Um, and yeah, that's that's a super brief intro. Happy to happy to talk more, but that's the the fifteen second version. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool because uh, after all, Stride is very minimalistic. So, as you said, it's uh, it's quite easy to introduce it, uh, and maybe it's also it's also for this why the community actually has been so strong in favor because uh, it's easy to understand the value that Stride is bringing uh, to Cosmos Hub. And uh, on that, congrats uh, for the proposal passing. I think that uh, I was super impressed to see that 100% yes while, while the proposal was on voting period. It's quite rare. Yeah, I think in the end, it was a little bit lower. I think the final status was 96, let's see, 96.5% yes. Uh, and then there were a couple of no's, like 0.1%, and then about 3.5% abstained. My guess is some validators might have abstained due to lack of clarity with exactly how validators are going to be compensated. Um, but it's hard to speculate. Anyway, uh, overwhelming, overwhelming yes, um, which was really amazing, amazing to see from the Cosmos Hub community. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It feels, feels really good. Um, and as a contributor to Stride, I also feel very welcome to the Cosmos Hub and Atom Economic Zone, which is uh, a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's finally starting, and and I'm sure that you were watching uh, the Neutron launch very closely because, after all, uh, the way Neutron were launching was uh, very very important for Stride, uh, also to see how the validator coordination happened. So, in the meantime, also Crypto Cito just joined. So, hey Cito. Hello, hello. 
Yeah, sorry, I, I, I missed the first two minutes. So I was just on another call. But yeah, I'm pumped for, for Stride and uh, the Atom Economic Zone coming together. Yeah, we, Easy. We, 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 <laughs> we, we were touching the point uh, about the, the Neutron launch. So how do you feel about uh, seeing the successful Neutron launch? Are you more confident now to join the Atom Economic Zone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that is that is an understatement. I, I I mean, Neutron they like ran through the wall for everyone, and now you know there's uh we, we feel much more confident um, onboarding now, um like running through all these tests and uh it, it can only tell you so much, and then when you go to mainnet, there's always things that happen that you don't encounter in testnet. I think Neutron ran through like ten to fifteen testnets themselves, so it's not like they didn't they didn't test things like they did extremely extensive testing i think much more than most other chains do um but they still had a couple of issues that they ran into during launch so there's just always things that you're gonna hit in mainnet that you won't be able to catch in testnet so the fact that neutron went went through into these um we we really appreciate um so yeah big big shout out to neutron uh i, I will say though like the the overall launch i think was was fairly smooth all things considered um i mean it's like a really cutting edge piece of blockchain tech. I don't think anyone has done something quite similar to this. Um, and the chain did get launched in like the span of a few hours. Um, I heard there was a kind of an exciting war room going on. There were like Tenement engineers. There are people from like the Relayer teams. There are people from Informal there. Um, you know, and everyone kind of like collaborated behind this unifying goal, which uh personally I love to see in Cosmos when everyone is just like aligned and building and then, you know, they they got the thing launched, which was uh, which was awesome. Cool and uh, and as you said, uh, it's uh, there was also some uh, last minute issue, but that's the beautiful part of being a pioneer. And uh, in some way, I mean, also Stride will be a pioneer because it will be the first chain to migrate to replicate the security. So it will be at the same time a first time. So maybe can you touch a little bit about? Uh, how how it will uh, actually happen all this migration what are the challenges uh, and uh, uh how the process uh, will basically happen in the next weeks yeah definitely um so for stride the process is a bit different than for neutron um because stride is already a live chain um so one thing for example that stride has less flexibility with is there really can't be much downtime so for Neutron, for example, if like they had their launch planned and then the launch didn't work, um, you know, like the, the chain was never live. So being delayed for a few days even, um, or maybe even like a few weeks is like not the end of the world. Um, but for Stride, that's not the case. Um, so there's like a product reason, like people expect the chain to be live and there's all these, there's all this functionality that needs to happen. Um, and it, it only happens if the Stride chain is live. Um, but then there's like technical reasons as well. So if, if Stride were to go down for a couple of weeks, then light clients, the IBC light clients on other chains would start going stale. Um, and then suddenly, like we'd need upgrades on Stride and upgrades on these other chains. So for Stride, it really has to work. Um, so there, there's a bit of a difference there. Um, and technically, like the, the, the difference of what's happening is whereas Neutron sort of didn't exist and then it was like born, came into being with the Cosmos Hub validator set. Uh, Stride already has a validator set, and it's a bit like the Ethereum merge in a way, um, or this is like kind of the fun analogy we use. 
um, because the consensus engine is being completely swapped out for stride. So it's almost like the plane is like flying. And while the plane is flying, you know, we can't really touch down or land. We need to like in the air swap out this engine and make sure that everything just kind of keeps running smoothly. Um, so there's there's a lot of work that's gone into that over the past six to nine months, um, both from the the Stride core team as well as the informal systems team and a bunch of other Cosmos teams as well, like Notional and some others. Um, so a lot of people have worked on this. Um, yeah, that that's that's sort of. Uh, the, the high level of how it's going to happen. Also happy to go into the props. There's like a, a long process that we still need to do. Yeah, I think um, this also serves as a perfect blueprint for other chains to potentially migrate. So I'm wondering, like, how has that been? Like, did, did you get a lot of like requests and inbound from from other teams, existing L1s that were like, hey, this is interesting. We, we want to also explore that or? Yeah, I've. I've heard of a few. Um, I don't know if they're public, so I, I'll keep them to myself for now. But there's definitely other teams that are thinking about this. Um, and to your point, it's like a great blueprint. Like Neutron did the first blueprint of like, here's how you launch from zero to one, uh, like no chain to an ICS chain. And we're doing this other blueprint of like, how do you go from a live chain to an ICS chain? Because to your point, I think like there's probably going to be lots of demand for other other chains in Cosmos to join ICS, especially in this first period. Like maybe in the future, if lots of chains join, they'll just launch on ICS. They won't even start with the sovereign chain. Um, but now we have like 50 chains in Cosmos. So my guess is there's going to be more that are going to want to join ICS. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you go. And I think it, it will be very important uh, for Stride to be the first. So everyone will probably copy you because uh, you will take the first effort and also kind of track all the development, how the process uh, should be done. So it will be very important, I think, uh, because uh, every time that there is this kind of uh, first attempt, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's important to track all the details, everything that happens. So, so, so we can build a, a more uh, structured process to onboard the consumer chain in the future. And uh, I think that Sito had a question. So if you want to take it. Did you add a question, Sito? Oh, sorry, I was mute. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, like like uh, Aiden was saying, that that's the perfect, I think I couldn't think of a better set of chains to, to launch, um, setting this, this blueprint. Um, but yeah, maybe can you talk more in depth about um, the proposals, especially the one that just passed on, on the Cosmos Hub, um, what that actually means, and maybe also for those that are new, maybe just provide a, a you know high-level overview and, uh, what it contains and, and what the plans are like right now. Yeah, so the the proposals that have passed so far have been Prop 794 on the Cosmos Hub, which was a signaling proposal to add Stride to interchain security in the Atom Economic Zone. And there has also been a proposal on the Stride side that passed where uh, the Stride stakers signaled that they want to switch to ICS. So... So far, what we have is two signaling proposals, one on the Cosmos Hub and one on Stride, that signals that both chains are interested in uh, in Stride joining ICS in the Atom Economic Zone. Um, but none of the like technical or code-related proposals have gone live yet. Um, so those will be coming next. In terms of what was actually in the Stride side proposal, the, this uh, it's it's uh, the same as the Cosmos Hub side. Um, so both chains are sort of agreeing to the same terms. And in particular, the 
Um, so I'll, I guess I'll talk about like the, the high level of what the proposal, the, the spirit of the proposal was, and then maybe I can get into some of the details of what uh, is actually going to change for Stride and the Cosmos Hub. Um, so at a high level, Stride signaled and the Cosmos Hub signaled for Stride to join the Atom economic zone and adopt interchain security. Um, and the reason it is phrased like that is I think there's really uh, two sides to ICS. So one is economic security, but the other is economic alignment. Um, and economic security has been talked about quite a bit. And this is like, uh, especially in blog posts from informal, and there's been like lots of analysis, um, like pretty rigorous analysis on how ICS boosts uh, the economic security of a chain. Um, so when Stride joins interchain security, the economic security of Stride will go from something like, um, I don't know, in the ballpark of like the tens of millions of dollars up to two or three billion dollars of economic security. Um, so it's like a massive 100x um, economic security improvement for Stride. So that's sort of like the the reason that I think we've talked about quite a bit and has like been the, a core selling point of ICS. But the other part of ICS, which I think might even be more interesting, is the Atom Economic Zone. Um, and the idea here is that if Cosmos Hub shares security with chains that join the Atom Economic Zone, and those chains in the Atom, Atom Economic Zone uh, provide services for the Cosmos Hub as well as other chains in the Atom Economic Zone, all these chains can work together to create a really vibrant uh, ecosystem um, around the Cosmos Hub. Um, so, in particular, one thing that is really critical for liquid staking tokens. Um, ST Atom is deep liquidity in uh, DEX pools. So, for example, you need like ST Atom on one side and Atom on the other. And if you have this, then like lending markets can be built on top of these pools, and you can have people that sell out of ST Atom into Atom. So, there's all these all these great things you can do. Uh, but this liquidity is very expensive. So, Stride subsidizes it today through a liquidity mining program. Um, but this is sort of fundamentally unsustainable and like. Down the, down the line, this will run out. And you see this today with more mature chains, like Lido and Osmosis are reducing their incentive programs um, because they do run out. Uh, so what Stride proposed to the Cosmos Hub is to get 450,000 Atom from the community pool to LP ST Atom Atom on Astroport on Neutron. Um, so tying this back to the economic alignment point, Neutron and Astroport, which is a DAX launching on Neutron, now have a base of liquid staking tokens, and you can build all kinds of interesting DeFi applications on top of this. So this is like an example of ICS chains helping each other out. Um, this also, I think, drives more demand for the Atom token. Like people, there, you can do more interesting things with Atom and SD Atom now because there's this DeFi ecosystem and there's this like smart contracting sandbox on Neutron. Um, so the the hub benefits as well, and then um, Stride gets more usage, so Stride benefits as well. So sort of like everyone wins in the atom economic zone in this scenario. Um, and the, all the all the hub has to do is provide 450,000 atom of liquidity to this pool, which is about five weeks of community pool tax um, revenue. And the hub, of course, still owns this liquidity. So it can withdraw it uh, if Stride, for example, try, uh, leaves the atom economic zone, or if it's not, not seeing much use out of those atom. But, uh, yeah, I think I think out of these two things like security and economic alignment, these are these are the two most important things in the proposal.
Yeah, and I think that uh, this one can also be seen like uh, the first kind of collaboration that uh, the, the Atom Economic Zone can have, because uh, in the end, this is the first proposal that actually includes uh, a dynamics that uh, kind of resemble this Atom Economic Zone where chains can make alignments and uh, this kind of collaboration. I was also actually impressed to see that the community was for the first time uh, very positive on a on a almost suspending proposal because this is this was a signaling proposal. So there will be a follow up that will be the actual spending of this uh, 450k atom. I think there will be the the spending proposal and the onboarding proposal, right, as uh, the next step in terms of go of governance. Yeah. So. On the stride side, stride needs to upgrade to SDK 47. I, th I think it might be the first chain to upgrade to SDK 47. So that, that'll also be interesting. Um, and then after that, stride will add the interchain security consumer code. And then stride will be ready to go. Um, we just yeah, need to set a block height. Um, and then on the Cosmos hub side, there are two proposals that need to happen. So one is the community spend proposal. Although community spend is like a little bit of a misnomer because really the Cosmos hub still owns its atom. It's not spending them. It's like uh, kind of maybe lending them is a better analogy. And the other proposal that needs to happen on the hub is the executable ICS proposal. So this is the same, uh, a, a similar proposal type to uh, what Neutron used, and um, you know, like a, a launch uh, block height will be chosen for Stride. Do you have a rough estimate um, when that's going to happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, so we, we tend to be very optimistic with launch timelines internally. Uh, like we have this joke of where we'll like say something's going to take like two hours and then we end up spending all night on it. Um, but I think sometime in the next three to six weeks is, is pretty realistic. So just to give a little bit of insight into what's uh, being tested behind the scenes, um, there is, so the, the ICS, uh, code contributors, um, across notional and informal and um, Stride are uh, pretty close to finalizing an ICS version that'll work for Stride. Um, we have something that's like 95% done, but just needs a couple more tweaks. Uh, we've already tested everything locally on our local test nets. We've, we've like watched the consumer uh, or the sovereign to consumer chain changeover happen locally. So um, after this, we, we just need to make sure that we have the final code commit we need to run through some testnet tests, and then we need to draft and put up all the proposals. Um, so at the very earliest, probably three weeks, and then hopefully the latest, maybe six weeks. So, so sometime in kind of mid-June would be a... Uh, June, June 19th is my birthday, and I think that's also the launch of Osmosis. So I think June 19th would be a nice date. <laughs> please, please plan there for we go. that. Please, I can celebrate two birthdays. But also another thing yeah. uh, I think we, we haven't touched upon, maybe you covered it uh, before I joined, um, the kind of um, incentive share or revenue share. I think the Stride token itself has a very interesting um, accrual mechanism. Um, I think a lot of it also thanks to, thanks to Prop 8 on Stride, but also to basically compensate or incentivize validators and delegators on the Cosmos Hub um, Stride proposed 15%, uh, I think it is, to go to the Cosmos Hub community, right? 15% of all the, the revenue of uh, MEV and um, also of the emissions of Stride. So maybe you can walk us through how that works. And um, I don't know, like some of your 
assessments and you know when you were working on these numbers how did you get to these numbers and, and what's your realistic thesis how that will accrue and incentivize cosmos hub validators and delegators in in the next years yeah yeah that's a good question so one i'll maybe explain unpack one thing you said and then jump into the fees um so the way that the stride protocol earns revenue is it takes a 10 percent cut of staking rewards for all tokens deposited. Um, so if you deposit one atom on Stride, if by the end of the year that atom becomes 1.2 atom, Stride would take 10% of that. So it actually becomes 1.18 atom instead of 1.2 atom. Um, <clears throat> there's also some auto compounding going on behind the scenes. So, so sometimes uh, like above a 30% yield, um, the fee is actually canceled out by the auto compounding, um, but um, sort of a minor detail. Anyway, Stride earns uh, revenue from all of these staking rewards and all of the different tokens that it supports. So Atom, Osmo, Juno, Evmos, Luna, et cetera. And um, of these staking rewards and STRD inflationary staking rewards and transaction fees and MEV, of all of these categories, 15% will be distributed back to the Cosmos Hub. Um, so... I don't think there's a lot of precedent for choosing, you know, exactly how much of these staking rewards or, or, or like more generally, I don't think there's a lot of precedent for how consumer chains will compensate the Cosmos Hub validators for the service of running the binaries of the consumer chain. Um, because there is a cost, like every Cosmos Hub validator now needs to run three validators or three binaries. They need to run one for Cosmos Hub, one for Neutron, one for Stride. Um, so there is like a fixed cost associated with that. And I think uh, each chain just kind of has to make an attractive offer that the validator set accepts. Um, we did some projections and uh, the the Cosmos Hub validator set overall should break even um, relatively quickly, depending on, you know, there's like some variables here, like uh, the Atom token price, the Stride token price, Stride's TVL, transactions on Stride, MEV on Stride, all these things. but I think the, the proposal is pretty attractive for Cosmos Hub validators. Um, but it is, it's, it's definitely a little bit more of an art than a science at this point. I will say um, we got some pushback from both the Stride side and the Cosmos Hub side. Stride said it was too high. Cosmos Hub said it was too low. So it makes me think maybe 15% is actually just about right. Do you have any projections based on the current uh, revenue that Stride generates and, and like inflationary rewards? Like how much would that translate into APR for Atom stakers? Yeah, I don't have any offhand, um, but one way to think about Stride revenue is it's about two to 3% of TVL per year. Um, so if Stride has $100 million of TVL, um, that would be about two to three million dollars of staking reward TVL. So call it like two point five, and fifteen percent of that is three hundred and seventy-five k. Um, and then if Stride has a billion dollars of TVL, that's uh, three point seven five million dollars that goes back to the Cosmos Hub. Um, so those are a couple of a little bit of napkin math, and then that's just one of the categories. There's also MEV, STRD, inflationary staking rewards, and transaction fees as well. Is there also a chance because, you know, I think this is now obviously the very first time that this happens. 
So is there also the chance to say, hey, after six months, you know, maybe the, the projections were either too ambitious or, or too low that uh, those numbers could be adjusted? Um, I think it is, it's possible, but I don't think it sets a, a great precedent. Um, they, they could be adjusted in, in either way. Um, so, you know, like if, uh, if we just think about like the validator cost as a commodity, then, and then suddenly stride is, has like a billion dollars of TVL and, uh, it's like sending millions and millions of dollars to the Cosmos hub per year, then, uh, that would be an argument to adjust it down. Um, on the other hand, like maybe if an ICS chain is struggling, it's not generating much revenue or transaction fees or anything like this, then you might want to adjust it up. Um, but I think these are like pretty tricky negotiation questions that would need to happen between the two chains. Um, and I'm personally, I, so I haven't thought about this case very much, but I'm not sure it sets a great precedent because on the one hand, it undermines the confidence of the Cosmos hub for how much revenue they're going to make from ICS chains going forward. Like a, it's a little bit of a bet. It's saying like, you know, we'll front some of this cost uh, so that later we'll earn these higher rewards. Um, and then on the other hand, for ICS chains joining, it's it's a bit of a gamble for them too, where like if they're not able to generate revenue fast enough, then they get kicked out. Um, so I personally, I would be slightly against this, but uh, I, I haven't thought about it too much. What do you think? I'm curious. Uh, I think honestly, like we have to, we have to wait and see, like how how it plays out, right? And then also how um, how it gains traction, and and whether validators, you know, can can sustain like that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think right now I'm neutral. I'm also like more more on your side. I think also to just have a a clear path forward make makes sense. Um, but I think another very frequent question that you guys get at least i'm getting it whenever i talk about stride and the migration is what happens to existing stride validators right because there's also a lot of validators i actually don't know how many precisely but there's a couple of validators on the stride uh, chain right now that are not customs hub validators so they turn basically into governors on the stride chain um can you maybe explain what that exactly means um do they still have to run any sort of infrastructure and what's their what's their uh, role and, and incentive? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and this this actually came up quite a bit. Um, one last point on uh, before we move on to this governor topic, uh, there is a soft opt out, um, which basically means the bottom X percent of uh, voting power on the Cosmos Hub can opt out of running a binary. Um, and this actually this makes the economics look much much better. Um, for the Cosmos Hub validator set. So um, I don't have those numbers in front of me either, but I think Neutron picked something like 5 or 10% for the soft opt-out. Um, Stride has a 5% soft opt-out. So this actually, uh, it removes something like 60 or 70 validators from the set, and it, it only sacrifices 5% of voting power. So there's a little bit less of a strong liveness guarantee. Oh, I see Jehan's up here. Jehan, you might you might have more details on the soft opt-out. Um, I mean, that sounds... That's that's pretty much correct. Um, and keep going, I guess. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. these validators, um, so they, they they would still earn rewards, right? They just don't have to run the infrastructure. Yep, that's exactly right. They still still earn rewards. They don't have to run the infrastructure. And then maybe in the long run, uh, like either the chains become more successful, so ICS actually becomes very profitable for all validators, um, or maybe the cost of nodes goes down, or maybe this just like remains. Um, with with the soft opt out, um, I think it's a little bit unclear, but 
to solve like the immediate pain point, uh, I think this the soft opt out is a pretty elegant solution. Um, sorry, Cedar, I lost my train of thought on that tangent. What, what, what was your uh, your last question? Actually, you just said something interesting that could raise uh, another interesting question because uh, one of the most uh, common questions that we got in the community when we announced the episode was uh, what will happen to the Stripe token? And uh, you basically just said that uh, the validators that will become governors will keep uh, earning the rewards. So can you maybe share uh, to the community how actually the Stride token will evolve uh, once uh, uh, replicated security is, is implemented? Like, uh, what will be the value accrual for the Stride token? Uh, what kind of uh, reward will still be there? Uh, like, uh, how replicated security can actually instead improve uh, in, instead of uh, people being afraid that the Stride token will lose value? I think there, there will be actually opportunity to experiment and create more value. Yeah, so um, first on, on the question of the, the governors um, and like what, what that means, um, basically what happens is Stride currently has a validator set. And as everyone knows, validators in Cosmos do lots of things. One thing they do is they run node infrastructure and they produce blocks. Um, but they also do other things like they run relayers, they run RPC endpoints, they review code before, it, uh, uh, before they run new binaries. Um, they put out educational resources for the community. So there's all these things that validators do. And governors will keep doing all of these things. The one thing that they won't do going forward is run a validator node. Um, so they'll, they'll, still be, they'll still need to attract delegations competitively. So this could be running infrastructure, running relayers, producing educational content, writing stride code, um, reviewing stride code. There's all these things that validators do. Um, and that governors will do, but governors, the one thing that, the one thing that they don't do is, um, is run a stride validator node. Um, and the, this is because the stride validator or the cosmos hub validator set will run stride validator nodes. Um, the reason that governors are like even required at all. Um, so, I mean, technically they're not, but the reason that I think they're, they'll be useful to have on stride is it, it makes the UX very similar. So like, you'll still go on Kepler and you'll see all the stride validators that you already know and you'll be able to delegate redelegate etc um and it also helps stride out a little bit with its sovereignty so as stride is on ics um or as, as it transitions it'll keep its sovereignty meaning the future of the stride uh development is still up to stride token holders it's not dictated by the cosmos hub there's like a few sort of edge cases like stride can't start slashing the cosmos hub validators or crazy things like that um but it, it for the most part retains sovereignty so someone needs to vote on proposals and um you know steward that kind of sovereign development and the stride uh previously the stride validator set soon the stride governor governor set will um will do that um in terms of the strd token so like i said <clears throat> it's still um because stride remains sovereign strd stakers can vote on stride upgrades they can set the roadmap for future stride development um, they have the ultimate say in which uh, which validators are staked to on host chains. So Stride, for example, has like twenty to thirty million dollars of um, Atom staked, and there are processes that um, sort of help with the staking process. But ultimately, the SDRD, um stakers 
have the final say in voting it up or down. This might change in the future, but this is, this is how it works today. Um, so for the, for the most part, the STRD token sort of functions in exactly the same way that it does today, um, just with 15% less TXVs, MEVs, taking rewards, et cetera. But STRD doesn't have a, uh, a max supply, right? No, it does. It's a uh, hundred million. I do. Okay. So what what happens uh, when we get closer to that? Because then I guess the the fifteen percent from the emissions or inflationary rewards would uh, would go away, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, Stride has um, uh, it cuts staking rewards in uh, in half um, every. Uh, I think every year. Um, so this is like similar to, to most Cosmos chains and like it sort of approaches 100 million, but there will always be some staking rewards, even if that amount gets very small. What's a little bit interesting maybe about Stride is um, there is, because there is this uh, other source of staking rewards, which comes from the fees generated on liquid stake tokens. Um, even if Stride had no staking rewards, it it might still be able to pay for its own security. Um, so it's it's not just the STRD inflation. There's there's other ways that Stride can pay for security. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, this is applied to basically all the blockchains right now, because uh, in the end, when the, when inflation ends, the point is that uh, there should be real uh, a sort of real, real revenue and uh, transaction that covers uh, the cost of, of the validators. And uh, Stride as a product, I think it's uh, it's quite well positioned because uh, it has one application does only that and uh, it creates already a consistent revenue because uh, I think that uh, one thing that uh, could be highlighted is that actually Atom Delegator will start to earn multiple tokens, not only Stride because uh, Stride share the liquid staking rewards revenue that are made of basically all the tokens that Stride on board. So one of the narratives that probably made the more bullish uh, people about uh, Cosmos Hub was uh, the fact that they will earn uh, multiple tokens because of replicate security. And now actually this will happen already because of Stride. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be kind of funny to see. Like their atom stakers are going to earn STRD, NTRN, um, but then also like the seven LSTs that Stride supports today. We'll soon eight once STUME launches in a couple of days. And you know, if Stride supports 50 LSTs in a year, then they're going to earn staking rewards and like 50 different tokens. Uh, so it'll be it'll be kind of a cool mechanism. I feel like someone needs to build like a staking rewards dashboard for the Cosmos Hub at this point so that stakers and validators can like see what's going on because it's starting to get kind of complicated. Did you want to add anything earlier, Jihan? I think you were unmuting yourself earlier. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Um... I was just gonna. I could, one thing I could say about it about Stride is is uh, and and the, and the governors and everything like that is that um, I think for especially for liquid staking providers, um, having a very high security is um, is is essential because of what what they do exactly. So, and I also think well, we'll see how things play out with interchain security, but obviously it is kind of a curated set of consumer chains with replicated security, and so I think that having um, being the liquid staking, uh, staking provider on interchain security is is going to give Stride like this, um, you know, this this spot as like the most secure liquid staking provider out there. Um, 
And so I think for Stride token holders, that's, I mean, this, I'm biased, obviously, but I think that's worth the loss in, uh, of, of inflation and, and, and rewards that they're going to get. It's, it's, putting, it's putting themselves into that prime spot. So I don't know if you agree with that, Aiden, but that's kind of my thinking on it. Yeah. Yeah, that, totally agree. Yeah, the, the economics, economic security and economic alignment are like important for any Cosmos chain, but especially for liquid staking providers, these things are like 10x more important. So um, yeah, I, ICS totally makes sense. I also think I read uh, recently that uh, liquid staking as, as a category um, overtook DEXs uh, within DeFi. It's now the, the largest category um, in that sense. So um, what, what is your thesis? What is your liquid staking vision? Um, maybe in general in, in the crypto space, but also specifically in Cosmos. And also in that context, um, can you talk uh, about your, your, your thoughts on the liquid staking module um, that was also another proposal that just passed, proposed by Inclusion. We also had a spaces with, with Zaki about that recently. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And what's your long-term liquid staking thesis? Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm very biased, but my long-term thesis is that liquid, the percent of, percent of tokens that are liquid staked versus vanilla staked is just going to go up over time. Um, maybe approaching something like 80, 90%. I mean, it's, it's really hard to put numbers on these things, but um, the, the opportunity of earning staking rewards and then also having liquidity and going and doing other things with your tokens is uh, pretty good. So I, I would be surprised if liquid staking in the long run for some chains at least didn't, didn't hit these kinds of uh, adoption numbers. Like there, there might be some edge cases where Chains communities are really, really against liquid staking for, for some reason. But um, yeah, my thesis in the long term is that it's probably going to approach like 80, 90, 100%. Um, and you know, there are also some risks associated with liquid staking. I think we're all very familiar with, uh, with all the benefits. Um, but there are, there are risks as well. Um, uh, although I, I think uh, Cosmos actually, funnily enough, I mean, so for context, um, Ethereum has something like 15% of circulating tokens staked. And I think uh, of staked tokens, something like 30, 40% are liquid staked. Um, so Ethereum has like somewhere in the ballpark of like four to 5% of FTV and like 30% of staked tokens liquid staked. Cosmos has, I think just over 1% of, uh, or the Cosmos hub is just over 1% of tokens liquid staked um, out of all staked tokens. And then out of all circulating tokens out of FTV, it's even a little bit less, like point. 6.7%. Um, so liquid staking adoption in Cosmos is is still, it, we're, we're still in the very, very early innings. Um, so like no, no one can exactly say what's, what's going to happen for sure. But um, I think there are some pretty serious benefits to having lots of liquid staking adoption. Um, uh, but then like thinking about the risks, um, even though Cosmos has such low liquid staking Adoption. There, there are lots of people that think about these risks. I think, in particular, like Cosmos sort of invented proof of stake, so uh, there's like already this strong cultural element of thinking about the um, the guarantees that proof of stake provides. And like, if anything comes in and starts to question those assumptions, then there's a lot of thinking that happens about how that thing can be made secure. So I think liquid staking is in that seat right now. Um, and the liquidity staking module or LSM, uh, Iclusion's module. 
Uh, I think it is best thought of as a um, a regulation on liquid staking providers. Um, so it it does it does a few things to uh, kind of make liquid staking safer in general, um, and it also makes it easier for stakers to onboard to liquid staking providers. So if you have staked Atom on some validator, you can instantly onboard to a liquid staking provider. Um, and then it has uh, these caps on liquid staking. Um, so you know, only 25% of all tokens can be liquid staked. Um, and it, uh, uh, it also introduces this thing called the validator bond, which means that for a validator to accept liquid staking uh, or delegations from liquid staking providers, they need to put some skin in the game and self-bond some tokens themselves. Um, you, you guys have probably already talked about this a lot, Wazaki. Um, that's, that's the high level. Yeah, we, we definitely covered uh, all, the, all these dynamics uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was curious, actually, now from uh, your perspective, which is uh, very different from uh, most of us, because uh, you're actually a chain that is entering the atom economic zone. Like, uh, what is your vision of the atom economic zone? Like, uh, I know that you said that you're joining because uh, all this collaboration happening, but... Uh, do you may have a vision long term and how you how do you see stride positioned in that vision? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I think one thing that has been really exciting for me to see in Cosmos has been uh there's this thing, uh there's this like mimetic technology that is really aligning people. Um so uh I feel like in, in Cosmos there's like lots of different uh incentives and especially when every chain is fully sovereign there's maybe a little bit less alignment. But with the Atom Economic Zone, there's a little bit more um, incentive alignment for chains to do well. <clears throat> so for example, I was talking about this scenario where Stride is providing liquid staking tokens, the Cosmos Hub is providing security, Neutron is providing uh, this DeFi innovation sandbox. So everyone is providing something for each other within the Atom Economic Zone, and they're all incentivized to, uh, to help each other out and, and make each other do well. Um, and I think this is also sort of like the spirit, the, the, the best manifestation of the spirit of Cosmos and IBC, which is uh, specialization, sovereignty, and collaboration. You have like each chain doing its own thing really well. Um, and, uh, you know, like the complexity gets pushed to each chain. So the liquid staking logic doesn't have to live on the hub um, and like endanger anything there. The smart contract logic doesn't have to live on Stride or the hub. It's all in Neutron. Um, and then the hub just focuses on making like really robust security mechanisms um, and then they all collaborate. So I think it's, it's basically just this, like this, this is the founding version, but you can imagine much more complicated um, and um, uh, sort of like involved. There are lots of chains, like you might have like a DEX, a lending protocol, like all these other primitives um, or things that we haven't thought about yet, like maybe games or like payments or I don't know, like the, the possibilities are sort of endless. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. And then maybe a little bit more specifically, um, I think what the atom economic the, the opportunity that the atom economic zone has is um, maybe a, a slightly better UX for Cosmos. So today the UX is pretty fragmented. And if you come from another ecosystem, it can be like kind of confusing. There's all these different chains. It's pretty hard to think about like security assumptions and like IBC denoms and all all these things are just very complex. Um, but I think if the atom economic zone chains are working together like maybe there's a wallet that specializes in servicing the atom economic zone maybe like everyone adds uh 
technology that makes using IBC easier, for example, like Strangelove's packet board middleware would, would achieve this. And everyone's incentivized to, to do so. So it feels like everyone's growing in the same direction. And as long as uh, there's a little bit more improvement, maybe on the UX layer and the Cosmos Hub keeps providing liquidity to the Atom Economic Zone, um, I think it's going to be a pretty fruitful collaboration. Although I'm also really curious to hear uh, what all of you guys think about the Atom Economic Zone, because we have some pretty diverse, diverse perspectives. Yeah, I think, uh, Jean, do you want to go next to your personal vision? Yeah, um, I think it's, um, I think when looking at replicated security, it is, is a unique offering because um, it's like this curated set of chains that all have the same security. Uh, it's the, the most possible security, I guess, in Cosmos right now, at least. Um, and um, they can kind of, and it creates this uh, framework for, for close collaboration. Um, so one example, just take the, the, the thing that Aiden was saying about the front end, that's something a lot of people have been talking about. Um, I think that's something that at the uh, Atom Accelerator, they're, they're also looking at that, they wanna make grants for that and stuff. Um, but it's the kind of thing where you could have like a front end, which closely integrates all these different features um, and has a cohesive experience around it. And they can all be kind of considered one app because they all have the exact same security. Um, so it's, it's interchain, has the flexibility of interchain, but it also has um, a little bit more of uh, you know, coordination. So if you think about all these different services that are possible, um, imagine, you know, think about Binance or Coinbase or some, some of these centralized companies. Um, they, uh, we, we can almost provide something like that, but in, in a decentralized way, um, once we have everything to, to tie everything together. So I think that's why I'm excited about, about replicated security. I think it's just kind of rephrasing what Aiden said, but uh, yeah, I see it as a, I see it as a, you know, we're creating a, a, a super app of sorts. I think, uh, from, from, from my perspective, you know, as a com content creator and, and from the community view. Um, the Atom Economic Zone is, is honestly a, a blessing in a sense because I think it's a very sticky and very catchy narrative. And I think so far, specifically the Cosmos Hub as this competitive L1 in Cosmos had a little bit of uh, um, yeah issue with, with, with that, with, with precisely the, the narrative and uh, the identity. But now it's all coming together. You know, there's there's a killer application. I'd like to call it the the replicated security feature. There's smaller chains lined up to 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 use it, including you know you guys with Stride, um, but many more that are uh, lined up. So I think just from the also like positioning perspective, what is the Cosmos Hub? I think the Atom Economic Zone is actually um, the perfect way to to um, explain it and also to um, make it clear that the Cosmos Hub now has a clear role in, in the Cosmos ecosystem and a clear service. I think it also launches this era of the Cosmos Hub as a service provider in Cosmos. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that from a you know content and narrative perspective as well. Yeah, I think uh, all, all of you shared uh, some very cool, uh, cool vision. From my perspective, I will say that uh, as old cosmonaut that has been here since uh, before IBC, I always uh, uh, joined this ecosystem for the vision of having this collaborative environment with all uh, the chains connect, connected and collaborate. Then, I mean, uh, in, the, in, the, in the past years, we have been uh, through a lot of drama, <laughs> which was inevitable because uh, 
you can't have collaboration without economic alignments. And uh, I think the atomic economic zone is, is, exact, is exactly what is about to create uh, because uh, it, offers, it offers by design this, uh, uh, this push to collaboration. Like, uh, you, you, of course, you don't have to collaborate, but because you have... Uh, you are aligned with the Cosmos Hub because they offer security. Then you you are also aligned with other chains because if they go well, you also necessary you will 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 also go well. So all these alignments create that uh, kind of uh, IBC collaborative environment that I was uh, dreaming when I joined Cosmos. So it's uh, for me it's a very exciting period, and I think uh, it's also it's also beautiful to see that uh, anyone has uh, his own vision and because uh, having a vision is a beautiful thing i think uh, it's uh, it's overlooked because uh, it's what push people to join the ecosystem it's what push newcomers to enter because they are excited and uh, and they have something to see uh, develop so pretty cool stuff uh, anyone has uh, any last stuff I, I would say no. So uh, I think CryptoCito soon will have to run because uh, we'll have a, a live stream with Jean, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm just setting up my computer here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's was really cool. I think uh, Soy just uh, joined. Uh, maybe you want to share something or have a question or any Neutron updates. And then maybe if there's other people in the audience that have any questions, feel free to raise your hand. But um, yeah, I actually got to run now. And uh, Jihan as well in a few minutes. So yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Aiden. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, I think we we'll... go, guys. For for yeah. anyone that uh, that is listening, uh, CryptoCito Jihan will have uh, an interview about uh, Game of NFTs. And uh, they will talk us about uh, Cosmos Subtrack because Cosmos, uh, Cosmos Sub is a sponsor. So actually, one of the track and the challenge is actually building a NFT consumer chain and uh, interchain NFT and uh, with uh, uh, replicate security kind of application. So it's kind of interesting. So everyone can join later. Uh, that uh, interview will be super cool. Aidan, yeah, I, I have one one last question in that context to to Aidan. Um, what is your or what, what do you think what would be an interesting idea for a consumer chain that fits into this atom economic zone narrative and, and would also like f fit into that that flywheel for for atom and you know liquid staking and uh, and DeFi? What, what do you what is your take on that yeah yeah that's that's a good question um i mean i think DeFi primitives would definitely help like maybe a dex maybe a lending protocol would be great um although you can also build these things on neutron um, so it's, it's a bit hard to say, I think anything that draws lots of attention and energy to cosmos would be great. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to predict exactly what this will be, but I think that's like part of the beauty of token holder governance. You get all these diverse perspectives, like maybe it's an NFT chain, or maybe it's like a gaming chain, um, something that would be hard for me to predict. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know any, anything that brings lots of people to cosmos, I'm in favor of. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, uh, thanks for that, and um, also Rob for for uh, hosting. And uh, I don't see any questions, but yeah, I, I got to run anyways. Um, and uh, Gian as well. So yeah, thanks. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Yep. Bye bye. Cool. Hey Dan, thanks, do you guys. have uh, any last stuff to share before uh, we are closing that you want to add, or uh, you you are happy with uh, with everything has been shared? 
Yeah, no, this is great. Thanks so much for hosting, Robin Cito. And um, personally, super excited for Stride to join the the Atom Economic Zone. Um, I think it's going to be a great, uh, very exciting next next couple of months. Yeah, and uh, and I think we we'll, we will have a lot of work. So uh, good good work for uh, everything that uh, that is coming because uh, it will be a first time. So there there will be there will be needed a lot of collaboration, but also a lot of excitement. So it will be very cool to see this first migration happening. Thank you everyone for joining, and uh, hopefully the next uh, the next uh, atom zone that we will do with the side will be when he's uh, almost approaching the onboarding. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Cosmos Hub, Atom Zone, Episode 8, Stride, Round 2, recorded on Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. and like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking West Side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, The shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rat fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.